0: This podcast is brought to you by You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, a collection of essays by the Satellite Sisters, available October 2015 at SatelliteSisters.com or wherever books are sold. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Sheila Dolan here with my sisters, Liz, Leon, and Julie. Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon. Welcome to You're the Best Encore Interviews from the Satellite Sisters.
1: Baseball legend, Cal Ripken, Jr. Cal, thanks for being back today.
2: Oh, uh, You're
0: quite welcome. Former heavyweight champion of the world,
1: an Olympic gold medalist, George Foreman. I love this
0: book. Thank you. She,
1: of course, is the 1968 Olympic gold medalist. Peggy Fleming, thank you for being on Satellite oh, Sisters. You're welcome. Welcome to You're the Best Encore Interview. Encore interviews. from the Satellite Sisters. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. This is our special series of interviews with some of our favorite guests from the past. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, here with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas. And Julie, today on our You're the Best Satellite Sisters encore interviews, we talked to Commander Eileen Collins. Remember when we talked to her? Lynn, I, I, here's what I remember is that she is pretty much the exact opposite of us in everything <laughs> in terms of
0: skills, physical stamina, level of achievement, risk level, you know, you name it. Uh, she she was just amazing. She was, you know, she's a commander, Lynn.
1: She was the first female commander of a space shuttle. She did also command was the commander of the space shuttle Discovery. It was the first one that they ran after the Columbia disaster. She performed some new kinds of maneuvers in space. She has an amazing, you know, resume, super qualified. And for some reason, Julie, I start off the interview and what do I call her? I call her Eileen. Why did I not call her Commander Collins? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me?
0: Well, you would have been kicked off the spaceship. No, no
1: doubt. doubt What did I do that for? We always like call people by the right title. Is it possible that she told me beforehand? Oh, call me Eileen. What's wrong with me? I'd like to apologize. There's
0: nothing wrong with you.
1: I'd like to apologize right now to Commander Eileen Collins. I, I, I should have called you Commander, Commander, and I'm sorry about that. But she did give us some great insight on what it's like to be a working mother in the space program, what it's like to be in space, what the training was like. They went through sort of this extraordinary lengthy training. It, it was really fascinating to hear this interview again, um, just because space is so much in the news again now with uh, the discovery on right. Mars. I know. I think that there's a resurgence of that and just and that hopefully it will inspire more girls to consider this for their future too, land. I love listening back to this interview. All right. This is Commander Eileen Collins on the Satellite Sisters. You're the best on court interviews.
0: This is a week of firsts for us at Satellite Sisters. So we wanted to talk to a series of women who are themselves firsts. And when the sisters got together to draw up the list, this woman was right at the top of the list. She might have been first on the list. list. Especially for me, Lian, because I've always aspired to the title... Commander.
1: (laughs) That's right. We have Commander Eileen Collins with us. Let me just run through some of her stats because they're incredible. She was the first woman pilot of a space shuttle. She was also the first woman commander of the shuttle flight, the Columbia, and the Discovery this summer that was such a dramatic flight for everybody here on the ground and in the air. We're thrilled and honored to have Commander Eileen Collins with us on Satellite Sisters. Hi, Eileen hello uh, thanks for being with us today well, thanks
2: for having me here you know
1: i think this is officially our first commander on the show
2: <laughs> well i'm also a mom so that counts as being a commander too yeah you that's know why we love you can i tell you
1: uh, you are a hero to working mothers everywhere because eileen i know when i go on a business trip i can go to san diego for 24 hours and i have a list <laughs> like on my yellow pad three pages long of instructions how did you pull it off going to outer space
2: well, it, it was hard to say goodbye to my family, but I did it. And I've got a great husband. He's very supportive. He did not work at all during the time I was in quarantine and during the time I was on the flight. And How long I have you a, in
0: quarantine for before you go? I well, quarantine
2: realized. is seven days, but because we had some delays, we had a technical problem. So I spent three weeks in quarantine and then wow. two weeks on the mission.
1: You know what? I think quarantine actually is a good idea for working mothers because I know yes. I always say reentry is very hard. I'll be on a business trip and then I walk through the front door. There's no quarantine period. I might have to institute that in my house, Eileen. Well, Eileen-
2: quarantine is very relaxing, that's for sure. Because quarantine for you is before you go, right? It, yes, it's before. It's a medical quarantine to keep you from catching anything so you're not sick on the mission. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that, also a good idea. How many kids do you have, Eileen? I have a nine-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son.
1: You know, Eileen, this was a particularly harrowing mission. It was so emotional for everybody, I'm sure, for you and for all of us watching. How did you prepare your family for that?
2: Well, it actually took many years. I would talk with my daughter about what we were doing on the flight and that it was very safe. And I talked at her level. And then for my son, it, it was more of a fun thing since he's four. And, you know, he was two and three during the times I prepared, we looked at models. We talked about where mommy sits and how exciting it is to launch into space. And I've shown my videos.
1: That's so excellent. (laughs) I just have hard hat. Harry goes to space. videos. They were pretty excited about it. Are you the mother that no one wants to compete with on like career night?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've got to admit it, it is pretty hard. You know, it's not just doing all the work and staying up late at night and making sure your house is in order as well. But in and not sleeping very much but you know I spent some time away from my family and that was hard and now that the mission's over I plan on spending more time with my kids and I'm looking forward to that
0: Do your kids do you have any contact with them when you're in space because I know Leanne, when she goes away on a business trip <laughs> she
2: purposely doesn't call
0: home because she does not want to know what chaos is <laughs> reigning in her home
2: Well that's a good point we do have email though and the email gets synchronized about two or three times a day so it's not instant So about two or three times a day, we can get messages back and forth. But the interesting part is, on one of the last days of the flight, we have a video conference with our family, and I was able to do flips and spin around and open up the m&m bag and float things around in front of my in front of my kids Kids and my husband they loved it and i actually have a tape of it so it's something i can keep forever it was really neat Uh, once again at the family christmas party you win you win best (laughs) tape
1: of the year talent show (laughs) well it's
2: interesting i have so many stories about space but when i come home to talk to my family they don't want to hear about what i did they just want to tell me what happened down at the launch and what went wrong and you know, aunt here, aunt was here, uncle was there, and who wasn't getting along and who had what problems. So I, they never want to know what I did, but I get to listen to all. You know how stressful it was. It's like a wedding going down to watch a launch.
0: <laughs>
1: our guest is Commander Eileen Collins. On our week of first, she obviously was the first female commander in of a space shuttle mission. I'm just curious. Do, do you leave your family those freeze-dried meals when you go away? Oh, absolutely
2: not. <laughs> okay. I think they eat more fast food than I'll ever eat in my life. (laughs) Eileen, this
0: is such a thrill to talk to you. You know, you did your group did train. Your crew trained for an extra long time. And I know there must have been – you have talked about the upside to that, that you worked really well as a team, that you really loved and respected each other. Was there a downside to the fact that your mission took so much longer to actually take
2: place? Well, patience was really the key word. But we had a lot of launch delays, but they were delays – because we wanted to make sure that we were doing things right and the shuttle was safe and that we were going to have a good, successful mission. So we, I was actually glad that we had the delays when we did, but we needed to be patient. Our crew got along great. There were challenges and how much training do we need to do and you know what, how much time do we need to spend on certain events, but we all worked together. I listened to my crew, and I take what they have to say to heart, and I, I think we got along really well. Yeah, because I mean, we, these we guys. think a lot
0: about that here at Satellite Sisters because we're five real sisters, and if we had to spend that much time together, Eileen, mm-hmm. I'm not sure takeoff off launch would <laughs> ever actually happen.
2: Yeah, well, we're going to have to say goodbye here with you know our crew. We're going to split up and go off and do different jobs, and I know I'm going to miss these folks. And you can always think, you know, when you have trouble, families getting along, think about, you know, getting along without them. So that kind of puts things into perspective, and that's the way I thought about my crew. I could not have done this mission without them. You know, mm.
1: one of the things you had to perform in space, we marvelled at down here on the ground. That was the basically the parallel parking up there. You had to do that <laughs> upside down, down turn with, up. with the space shuttle. Are you a fantastic driver? Yeah. At home? Well,
2: <laughs> well, now this <laughs> this maneuver was the first time we ever did the rendezvous pitch around maneuver. We call it the RPM, rendezvous pitch around maneuver. Pitch around. And we flipped around the shuttle so the space station crew could take pictures of our tiles to make sure there was no damage. But what happened was the evening news sped up this. It was about one degree per second. They sped it up about seven times, so it looked like it was much, much faster on TV than it really oh, was. Oh,
1: that's funny! So the,
2: these uh, people got to be a little more honest, but it did it did make for a good view. <laughs> it did. It
0: really looked like Michael Schumacher behind the wheel of the space shuttle. <laughs> oh, there, pretty fancy flying. <laughs> it was well, Colonel Eileen Collins is. Um, Sort of a hero to working mothers everywhere, wouldn't My That's favorite?
1: right. She's a mother of two, she's a wife and oh yeah, she was the first commander of the space shuttle. She was on the flight Discovery this summer. That was so dramatic and did such a fantastic job to bring the space shuttle program back. Eileen, we are thrilled to have you at Satellite Sisters. Well thank you. You know, one thing reading your bio, I was struck by the fact that it really
2: takes a long time to
1: become an astronaut. I well mean, I
2: always tell people to tell students that I started training in kindergarten to be an astronaut how well when you learn how to use scissors and tape which is something that we use in orbit (laughs) sadly on this mission yes (laughs) we learn how to get along with other people when we're very young and it's very important for astronauts to get along with each other because we are in a very closed area up in space together yeah
1: you are you one of those kids that always want to be an astronaut though because that seems to be the rule with astronauts it's not something you fall into
2: Well, it it was in fourth grade when I decided that I wanted to be in the space program. But back in those days, only men were astronauts. And it wasn't until 1978 when NASA selected their first shuttle astronauts, there were six women in the class. I was a senior in college, and that's when I decided that was what I was going to do.
0: Eileen, this is Sheila. I've been a teacher all my life. I just was curious, in fourth grade, what happened to you that you decided you wanted to be In the space program, was there a teacher or an event? Well, I was
2: I was reading a magazine called Junior Scholastic, and it was about the article was about the Gemini program, which they were working towards landing a man on the moon. And the article was pro and con: should we spend money on the space program? And even as a eight or nine year old, I just couldn't understand why anybody would not want to invest in the space program. It made sense to me to go out and explore and learn about space and find out what was out there. What is
1: the physical training like? i mean how hard is it how do you have to work out every single
2: day well we work out about 3 times a week we have you know trainers at the gym they give us exercises they're kind of based on you know each individual astronaut and especially the ones that do spacewalks have to work very hard on their on their hands and their upper body strength but we also have to be in sh- in good shape to fly we fly the T38 it's a jet aircraft we fly the shuttle training aircraft which simulates the shuttle on entry And we also do emergency escape training. If the shuttle ever had a crash landing, you would have to get yourself out with this 40-pound suit that you're wearing and a helmet. So we have to be in very good shape for Mm,
0: That's a lot of Pilates. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Eileen, this is Monica.
1: I have a question. How do you train to overcome motion sickness?
2: Well, yeah, there's actually things that you can do. We have the jet aircraft, and many of us are military pilots before we become astronauts. So we're in pretty good shape there, but not every astronaut is. So we all fly the T-38. We go out and do acrobatics. We do you know, pushover maneuvers. We do high G maneuvers, loops and So Monica, and that's that what you need thing. to do. If you want to get over, just go out yeah. and do some high G
0: maneuvers. Uh, yeah, I have
2: like a 40-year history of car sickness. So I'm, I'm <laughs> taking
0: notes right now. What I need to
1: do. Our guest is Commander Eileen Collins. She is one of our first on satellite sisters. She was, of course, the first woman pilot of a space shuttle and the first woman commander. Eileen, we were talking, the sisters amongst ourselves, and we discovered as a group, we would be the worst astronauts in the history of the space program. Monica, motion sickness, I am extremely claustrophobic. So obviously you have no claustrophobia or
2: any hang-ups there, right? Well, when we apply to be an astronaut, if you come to interview, they do a claustrophobia test. Oh, okay. What's the test? Well, there's a small, there's a ball, an inflatable ball. They put you in there. You get the blood pressure cuff. You've got the little sweat detectors. You've got a heart rate monitor. You have to stay in this ball for 30 minutes, with, and you have oh. to pass the t- physiological part of the test. Oh, I'm, getting, I'm getting dizzy just even imagining <laughs> no. the test, Eileen. Well, most of us just fell asleep. <laughs> really? oh, oh, yeah.
0: yeah well, and then there's the fear of flying. <laughs> I mean, I'm Sheila. Chances are someone with fear of flying wouldn't have become a pilot in the yeah. first place. Though. I mean, Eileen, is there anything you're afraid of? <laughs> uh you don't have to answer that i was actually going to say
2: that you know flying is actually very safe it's much safer than driving a car so you know i'm i'm actually uh fly quite a bit commercially as well as in in the jet aircraft we have so i'm uh my mother's afraid of flying and i'm always trying to talk her out of it but get her to come down and visit me more often uh, you know, you were one of the first. Were you the
1: first astronaut in the new joint Russian-American space program?
2: Well, actually, the first. What the STS-63 was back in 1995. That was the first mission where a space shuttle rendezvoused with the space station Mir, and that was the the Russia's old uh, space station which is not on orbit anymore and yeah, we, we were think able of it to... as
0: just a big tin can in the sky <laughs> actually no. Eileen so going there sounds scary
2: <laughs> oh yeah we did we did a rendezvous we had a test flight we tested the communication and the navigation the flight control system and it was a very successful flight we were the first Americans to see the Mir space station although we did not dock the flight after us docked it actually went on board but that was the start of the space station era
1: oh I was wondering if you spoke Russian
2: I actually have taken uh, quite a bit of Russian, but I haven't used it in the past four or five years, so I'm not going to try. Okay, <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> good. Our
1: sister Julie tries. It's it's embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> it's good to try. You know, One of the most moving comments I heard you make um, after you landed the discovery this summer was about the state of the Earth that you observed when you were in outer space, just the fragility of the environment and what a powerful impact that had on you.
2: That's true. The Earth is so beautiful from space. You'd really I like looking at stars, but the Earth is so compelling. It's so beautiful. The white clouds, the blue ocean, the the you know beautiful coral reefs and the atolls and the deserts. deserts just really stand out, specifically the Sahara desert, the Middle East, Australia, just very beautiful. we We also saw sandstorms, we saw fires, we saw uh, very you can see the very thin atmosphere described like an eggshell on an egg. It is so thin, and you can see that when the sun rises and sets on the can Earth's horizon. Can you see
0: where it's thinner,
2: like well, the, holes in
0: the ozone, things like that? Can you know, you, you big...
2: actually cannot see holes in the ozone. Um even if you could see that with a human eye, we're not high enough. Mm-hmm. But you can see the atmosphere itself because the the sunlight is reflecting in it. But the atmosphere is in many layers. The the breathable layer is very very low, but it extends extends out, and when we re-enter. With the shuttle, we go through this atmosphere. We heat up. The outside of the shuttle heats up to about 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit, which is why we have the tiles to protect us from Mm -hmm. uh, burning up on reentry. And the atmosphere gets thicker as you get lower, and you start feeling the gravity when you get very, very close to the Earth's surface. We're only about 250 miles above the Earth's surface, so we're not that high up, but we're still in space. Mm -hmm.
0: That moment of reentry for you on this flight must have been particularly stressful and emotional.
2: Well, you know, we thought about our friends that flew back on Columbia two and a half years ago. They didn't make it, and, you know, they didn't have any idea there was anything wrong with their spacecraft. We knew because we had done the inspection that we were going to be safe, so I didn't have any fear in that area. But on the other hand, you know, we couldn't help but think about our friends on Columbia, and it is still very sad in, in my mind, and I miss them very much. But we're going to continue their mission. We're going to keep the shuttle flying and build the space station and then, you know, reach out back to the moon and Mars, and we're going to do that in their name.
0: Well, I was so happy that you ended up landing at Edwards because I live in Santa Monica, California. So I would set my alarm super early to get up and listen to it on the radio or watch it on TV. And then, of course, I had fallen back to sleep. <laughs> and then you let off that double boom as you come through the atmosphere and so it woke me right back up. I got to watch the whole thing on TV. It was fantastic, Colonel Collins. Yeah, we,
2: we have the shockwave come off the nose and the wings, and that's the double boom that you hear. And, and we pretty much flew around Los Angeles and, and made a little circle there and landed at Edwards Air Force Base, which is where the Air Force Flight Test Center is.
1: You know, we have one more question. Oh, of course, we wanted to ask about weightlessness. It must be fantastic. <laughs> I've uh, been waiting for that question. I know. What is it like? Is it fantastic?
2: <laughs> you know, it really is. It's so <laughs> easy to move around in space. You just All you need is to use your fingertips to move around oh. And I would say, you know, for older people that have trouble getting out of their chair, getting out of their car, it would be just effortless in space for older people to live up there. And, but even for younger people, it's, you know, I talk about, you know, you're, you get this fluid shift. The wrinkles in your face go away, and your legs get skinnier, and your hair just all these. Wow, that's a
0: perfect state of, of being. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know,
2: you don't need to. You know, really taking care of yourself in space, like washing your hair, it's very easy, and you know, sleeping is very easy. So it, you can really focus more on working rather than taking care of yourself. And, oh. you know, being in space, it's it's a great human experience, and it really is a lot of fun just being in the microgravity. Well, okay, sisters, let's go.
0: <laughs> let's go to space. I'm going to microgravity. I don't know what it is or where it is, but I'm going.
1: Well, Colonel Eileen Collins, thank you so much for being here. It has been really an honor and a pleasure. Continued good work. It, you know, keep doing what you're doing out there. <laughs> well, thanks. It was fun talking to you. Thanks for listening. You're the best. For more You're the Best Encore interviews
0: or Satellite Sisters podcast. Go to SatelliteSisters.com or iTunes. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. Call your Satellite Sister. Call your Satellite
1: Sister.